<laughs> yes, that was Joanne. Uh, who's that? Wait, I have uh, that was Joanne uh, Rosario, and that's Rosario. thank you, Joanne Rosario. Uh, thanks okay. be unto God. Yes, we're just giving God the praise and the glory. You know, we have to stay encouraged, we have to walk by faith. You know, we have to claim and decree victory, you know, even if it may look a little, you know, gloomy, particularly in the TI program, but. We have to move forward and we have to hold on to our faith. So with that being said, we just give honor to God and we give him all the praise and the glory. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. 
We thank you, God, for our mentor, Pastor, Pastor Ben. We thank you, God, for each and every listener, participant, downloader. We thank you, God, for every person that's being touched by the word. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to take over. Have your own way, Lord. Only you could do certain things, Lord, things that man could not do. We're asking you, God, for divine intervention. We're asking you, God, to, for guidance and direction and leadership. Show us which way to go, what to do. God, I thank you. I have a testimony. I saw that movie, Harriet Tubman. God, I thank you, God, that they used a film like that and a woman like that to change history. She rescued over 750 slaves. And she did this by listening to God. She didn't know how she was going to do it. And God told her to follow the North Star. And when danger came, she'd take her time out. She, he would block her out and tell her, danger, danger, danger. And she'd go the other way. God, we know you are a God of miracle. You miracles. You are the God of the impossible. God, if you could do it for Harriet Tubman, if she went back and forth 750 times and got 750 slaves to freedom, God, if you could do it for her, I know you could do it for us. But God, it takes a special person, Lord, that has to have that ear to know, Heavenly Father, when you're directing us. God, give us that special ear. Lead us, God. Cleanse us. Purge our foundation. We're following uh, Pastor Ben's, um, uh, uh, gave a beautiful uh, 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 lecture on the foundation. Tonight, we're focusing on a prayer to purge our foundation, and because that is how we hear from God effectively. Yes, God can do things that he's done before. He didn't, this woman made history. God, we know each and every one of us have uh, a, an assignment, Heavenly Father, to change the history, to change the plans of this, of this, of some of, of these fallen angels, to have God's work done. Use us, God. Let's clean up our foundation so that we can be used in divine amazement. The same way you did it for Harriet Tubman, you could do it for us. God, we're asking you for divine intervention. We're asking you, God, for exposure, Heavenly Father, on this sick program. We're asking you, God, to just open up the windows of heaven so people can be aware that, yes, slavery still exists in a different form. It is the most horrific atrocities going on on this earth. But, God, we know that you did it before. You'll do it again. And, yes, sometimes our good God will allow suffering on behalf of humanity so that humanity can recognize that we are nothing without God. We're nothing without his laws, his order. We can't do this on our own. So God, we ask you to lead this Bible study tonight, Lord, this prayer meeting. Let us leave here with information and knowledge we did not have previously. Let us use this prayer meeting to exalt and magnify your name and give you all the praise and the glory because God, we just thank you. You are the creator of all. The word of God tells us this earth is yours. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And every demon trying to usurp authority they do not have on this earth, Lord, we can put at least minimum at minimum prayer to bind and rebuke every plot and plan of the enemy. Bind and rebuke every plot and plan to take over our governing structures. We plead the blood of Jesus over the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch of government. 
We plead the blood of Jesus to yank every demon out of those uh, uh, governing structures that are trying to do the work of Satan. We decree and declare that this earth is God's and this earth will be ruled according to God's will. And every ritual, every baby sacrifice, every blood sacrifice, every elder sacrifice, every sacrifice demons have made to usurp authority will be null and void because we plead the blood of Jesus against it. We call those sacrifices null and void. We ask you, God, to stop those sacrifices. We plead the blood of Jesus to stop hospital killings. We plead the blood of Jesus to stop electronic harassment and torture. We plead the blood of Jesus to rebuke, destroy, and demise the secrecy curse that comes with directed energy weapon, radiation weapons, induce sickness on people, induce poverty. The blood of Jesus is against you, Satan. Your plots and plans will be exposed and stopped in the name of Jesus. God, we give you the praise and the glory. And we ask you to give us the perseverance, God, and the patience to continue our assignment until your timing says it is time for man to be fully civilized and to destroy the works of Satan on this earth, that this earth can do the things that you created it for. And that is for the prospering of love, peace, joy, good health, in the name of Jesus. God, we give you all the praise. We give you the glory. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks be unto God. Amen. Amen, amen. Okay. We're honored with Pastor Ben. We're going to have Pastor Ben open us up. Open. Um, and then after Pastor Ben, we're going to ask um, Wahida if you'd like to say a prayer. And then Simrod and uh, anybody else, uh, you're welcome to say a prayer. Uh, Pastor Ben? Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, most excellent Father, we want to say thank you. We adore you. We magnify your name. We hallow your name. Beautiful Savior, faithful and true. Within your name is all power. You are mighty. You are awesome. You are unique. You are perfect. You are reliable. You are dependable. You are trustworthy. That is not to be compared with you. We give you all the praise. What a privilege to be in your presence. For in your presence there is fullness of joy. We appreciate you. We hallow your name. Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords, the Rose of Sharon, the Land of the Tribe of Judah, the Son Coming King, Mighty God, Mighty in Battle. We adore you. We worship you. We magnify your name. Be exalted forever in the name of Jesus. Father, we've come into your presence. We pray, Father, glory that you tabernacle over every one of us, even in this prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, everything we're going to do, that your glory, let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill the prayer line in the name of Jesus. We ask, Father, glory that your presence be here with us because you said the hurt is yours. Uh, if the hurt is yours, Satan, you have no say concerning this program. We silence you. You walk through the devil. You are destroyed. And the, the lordship of Jesus Christ over everything that you're going to do. Jesus, glorify your name. Manifest your power. Show yourself strong. Reveal yourself. Even in our midst. Father, glory, I pray every power that has been assigned, even to in 
interrupt or in, uh, obstruct or to disturb. You are destroyed now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every wickedness assigned against anyone is destroyed. We declare that glory that our foundation, if there's any foundational problem, that confronts anyone, I declare be rooted out in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, the foundational restructure, restructure all our foundations in the name of Jesus Christ. Every wickedness and every evil flowing through our foundation. Father Glory, I pray that you restructure it. You said, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I pray, Father Glory, as the righteousness of God, that our foundation be restructured in the name of Jesus. Glorify your name, even in our foundation. Manifest your power. Show yourself strong. We give you all the praise. We give all the glory. Blessed be your name forever. Everyone, even on this line, recover with the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, for your love, for your mercy. We give all the praise, we give all the glory. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus, precious blood of Jesus. Move mightily. Even our miss. Holy Spirit, have your way that the name of God be glorified. At the end of the day, we give all the praise, we give all the glory, we give all the honor for victory you have given to us. In Jesus, mighty name pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Pastor Ben. Thank you. Wahida, you want to say a little prayer? Um, okay. My phone my phone died. Um, I'm going to try. Father God, I give you praise. I give you thanks. I honor you. I cherish you. I believe in you. I know that you are my one and only God. I bless you. Father, thank you for life, for me and my children. Thank you for letting us wake up every day. And despite the, the torture I'm going through, since the Patriot uh, has been um, approved again, it's horrific. So I give you thanks to let me able to do what I, you know, I have to do. Get up and move about. And um, please help us. Please help the TI community. You know what we've been going through, and it's getting worse. And please help the war. Wake people up. Wake up my chair and let them realize what's going through because it's happening to them, and they don't, they don't want to accept because something, they're blocking their, their thoughts or something. And please, please help us, Father. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you. Simrod. Hello. How are you, dear? How are you? I'm okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good for the most part. You want to bless us with a with a, a a rhyme or a scripture or a prayer, whatever you feel appropriate. I'll drop a rhyme on you because I, I feel like my prayer is not as strong as my rhyming, but I'll try and drop a piece of um. A rhyme, a, a Christian rhyme, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. It's not, um, yeah, <laughs> okay, it's, well, not, it's, not it's not gonna be like, you know, yeah, you know, it's not gonna be worldly. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. So it goes, um, okay. Um, hold on one second. Make sure that it's the right sentiment. Um, Okay, here we go. 
These are the last days of hostile rainbows and people doing the most. I'm truly scared to let anyone close. We're living in a city of stalkers and weirdos, converted by ancient perversion. Flawless makeup, cut the floors internal, cool exterior. Uh-oh. Your audio. You went blank. Ay, ay, ay. It was sounding good, too. I want to encourage all the rappers to start turning scriptures into rap and advancing the word of God. And this is what uh, this young man does. Um, Your audio went. Ay, ay, ay. We hear nothing. Can you hear me, Simrod? Can you hear me now? Yes, now we can. Yes. Can you start oh, a little? Lord. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah. Let me, let me, one second, one second. Um, give me one second, because basically, it seems whenever I come outside the program, um, my audio goes. So give me one second. Bless the audio. Let it let it be a blessing. Let him encourage. Let it be a uh, an encouragement. Now, okay. Give me one minute, please. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Give me one minute. All right. Let me try this again. Can you still hear me? Yes. Fantastic. All right, let's try that again. What I'm going to do, I'm going to send it to my own, my other tablet just in case. So that if it cuts out, I can just listen to the, um, okay. listen to it, listen to it on the, um, look at it, sorry, look at it on the, um, on my email instead of, right, one second. There we go. Perfect. That's not that one. Amen. Right, here Amen. we go. Are you ready? Can you hear me now? Yes. Right. These are the last days of hostile rainbows and people doing the most. I'm truly scared to let anyone close. We're living in a strange city of stalkers and weirdos, converted by ancient perversions. Flawless makeup cut the floors internal. Cool exterior. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh boy. Ay, ay, ay. They're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they know he wanted to do that. And it, I'm sure it'll be encouraging for many other uh, young people. You know, we want to encourage now. Now we can. We want to to. Um, All right, here we go. Praise God that I'll be like what the level is. I think whenever I come outside the app to read the piece of poetry, it messes with the um the vocals. So I've just sent it to my email. I can do it again one more time. Right, one second. Right, let's go. You got this. Um, oh, come on. Be sensible. We got this. Thank well, gosh, we while, are while you have audio, why don't you uh, just say it? A quick prayer. No, no, go ahead. Say the. I want to hear the rhyme. Okay, one second. So I'm just waiting for this this phone to 
But you're doing good. The phone is working now. Why don't you use it while it's working? Because um, basically, whenever I try to come, because now it works because I'm... Um, it works because I'm... Oh, here we go. Perfect. It works because I'm I'm actually in the, the TalkShoe app as opposed to the... Um, here we go. Okay. Right, there we go. Go ahead now. Sorry about the delay. I apologise. No right, here we go. <clears throat> We're ready. We're ready to go now. Okay. All right. Um... Come on, be quiet, tablet. Yeah, we got the point. Right. Um, these are the last days. These are the... Oh, come on, load up now. Just take it on Nikki. Go right, ahead. Here we go. Let's okay. try again. All right, here we go. These are the last days of hostile rainbows and people doing the most. I'm truly scared to let anyone close. We're living in a strange city of stalkers and weirdos, converted by ancient perversions. Flawless makeup because the floor is internal. Cool exterior, but the soul is infernal. That's one hell of a situation, one hell of a witch invasion, one hell of a strain on patience, one hell of a gaze at fate, and it's not my portion, but my fault because I engaged in one hell of a conversation. Broken trust caused by the deepest holes of hopeless lust. I look back at some of my choices. I look back at some of my choices I made with shame, revolt, and disgust. My radar was unbroken and stupid. Yours was an opportunist and fruity. You sick creeps. I wouldn't be surprised if you tried to make a movie. The demons inhabit the booty and the cooch. I've only tried one. The rest don't move me. Sometimes I feel like I'm on the opposing polarity of awesome. Seems like celibacy is needed. These soul ties are exhausting. A reminder of pain every time I see your face and even in the deepest pits of shame when shit done changed and reality rearranges. The insecure portion morphed into manure to nourish the future, though I still walk with caution. God dropped me in the belly of the beast, but blessed me with a shelly elocution. Word stacks of the abstract phrasing. Heard half and came back for the remainder. God has a hearty laugh. His sense of humour is amazing. You can't outweigh my talents. God plays balance in my cadence. Although being forged in a fire ain't painless, for me, this is more than swagger and word in the, words in the arrangement. This is an offload of, a, of heavy blows to my soul. Been through the fire, but my steel ain't stainless. I ain't perfect, but your deeds ain't nameless. Hallelujah. Praise God for the graces. It's time to leave the weight on the previous pages. Thank you for a second chance at co-creation. Amen. 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 Thank you for a second chance at co-creation. Uh, what is co-creation, just for clarification? Um, well, I mean, obviously God made us in his image. So it's, it's, you know, it's with that authority that we've been given, helping to create a positive space on earth, you know, with, you know, with, with, with Christ and with you know, the spirit of God, of course. Okay. Oh, okay. Amen. Amen. Well, keep up, keep that up. Yes, that was very encouraging. Yeah. Yes. Any way that we give God the praise and the glory, we just, you know, we want to do that. We want to advance God's kingdom on this earth. Because it's, you know, it's a, it's a sad day in America right now. Right now, everything's being done to minimize God's power. You know, or 
Yeah, it's just sad. Even, you know, the TV, uh, you know, I got this Amazon stick, but, uh, you know, I the, the channels, the, the the cable services you can buy, they don't have the, um, you know, the gospel, the word network. Oh, you have to buy that, get those independently, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I mean, they're just trying to minimize God's word and leave people out here empty. And uh, if it was not for God's grace and mercy, I don't know where I would be. So we got, we, we're going amen. to, amen, we're going to focus on holding on to faith. Um, that's one of our, those are some of the scriptures I'm, I'm going to open up with, holding on to faith. The t- topic tonight uh, is prayer to purge our foundation. And if we have time, we could do a Bible, a Bible quiz on Genesis. But our, our scriptures is holding on to faith, and then we're going to do a prayer to purge our foundation. And um, that's something uh, Pastor Ben started on, the foundational cleansing. In order to hear from God more effectively, we have to focus on purging our foundation. So let's look at first, we're going to go over some scriptures. Hold on to faith. All right. First John 5, 7 tells us, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of, confession of our hope without wavering. That means don't give up. But he who promised is faithful. God is a faithful God. God is a God that cannot lie. Hebrews 10, 23 tells us to hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. And it's hard when you're going through to not waver, but you need to stand solid, your foundation. That's why the foundation needs to be purged it needs to be strong. In Joshua 1.9, it tells us, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In Luke 1.37, we're looking at holding on to faith. Luke 1.37 tells us, for with God, nothing will be impossible. And let me just interject. When I saw that Harriet Tubman movie and, you know, just watching how she would fall out, she was born with some type of disorder. But the disorder was her time talking to God. He would just cover her whenever she fell out and then tell her which way to go. And she rescued 750 slaves. That, that's a tough lady, you know, a really tough lady. Okay, in Jude 3, beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. And this one is writing about, he's telling, warning people, exhorting, encouraging them to stand on their faith. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, what? For we walk by faith, not by sight. That's a tough cookie. To walk by faith, not by sight. You know? How do you walk by faith, not by sight? When you walk and you know this sick, targeted individual program exists, and you keep your eye on God no matter what, 
and you know that God broke down slavery. He broke down other atrocities on this earth. He can break this program down too because it's nothing more than a slavery program. Ephesians 6, 15, 16, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all, above all, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And that simply means that in above all, no matter what you're going through, you have to know that God is the creator of this earth, that God has all power, that God is the God of impossible, and you have to stand on your faith because your faith will quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. It will destroy the wicked one. He puts disappointment and discouragements in front of us to discourage us. And the only countermeasure against discouragement, disappointment is to stand on faith. In Jude 2021, it tells us, you beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 tells us, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. In Jude 24, 25, it tells us to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, be glory and majesty. Hold on to faith. Those are our scriptures on holding on to faith and um, be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of God, remembering he's the God of the impossible. And sometimes I know it looks real difficult. Um, now we're going to take a look at purging our foundation, the scriptures for purging our foundation. Uh, I'm going to Go with Psalms 11 and Psalms 30. They give quite a few Psalms, but I'll go with 11 and 30. Okay, Psalms 11. And this is for the directive music of David. In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, flee like a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bows. They set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes everyone on earth. His eyes examine them. The Lord examines the righteous. Uh-oh, somebody's phone. But the wicked, those who love violence, he hates with a passion. On the wicked, he will rain fiery coals and burning sulfur. A scorching wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. And the upright will see his face. Amen. And um, Psalms 30 tells us, a Psalms and song uh, at the dedication of the house of David. I will exalt thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. 
Sing unto the Lord, all ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide my face, and I was troubled. I cried to thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me, Lord. Be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent, O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Those are some of the uh, scriptures. Amen. Prayer to purge the foundation. So let's take a look at this prayer to pur uh, uh, purge the foundation. Heavenly Father, as we come today to fellowship, Lord, with you, our Heavenly Father, we make our requests and needs known unto you, God. We, our prayers cannot be hindered nor delayed because we know who we are in you, God. We're children of the kingdom, born of the spirit, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We walk in authority, living life according to God's will, standing on the power and authority that has been given to us according to the word of God in the book of Luke 9.1. God, we come today to pray and to fellowship with you, Heavenly Father. We cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus Christ and we put on the whole armor of God. We hereby come against every prince of Persia that wants to hinder our prayers. We arrest each and every demon force that tries to hinder our prayers. We arrest them in the name of, in the, through the blood of Jesus Christ and we bind and cast them down into the pit of hell. We come against principalities and powers that wrestle with us in our prayers. We arrest them today by the power in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind and cast them down into the pit of hell. We come against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We arrest you all by the power in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind you and we cast you down into the pit of hell. We come against the spirit of weakness and weariness. We arrest those demon spirits by the power in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind and cast them out of our lives. We come against that wandering demon, that wandering spirit, and each and every distraction that it brings. We arrest them today by the power in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind them and we cast them out of our lives. Today, we receive the anointing to pray and get results. Our prayers cannot be hindered nor delayed because God, is our Lord, and we will pray today and get the desired results. We decree upon open heavens upon our prayers. We baptize ourselves in the fire of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, we are just too hot for the enemy to handle. Our prayers today will attract divine intervention to every situation in our lives. Signs and wonders will follow our prayers today. Testimonies will follow our prayers today in the name of God alone will be glorified in Jesus' name. 
Oh, God, our Father, God, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for being our God, for being our Father, for being our friend. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege to know you and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, our Father, we thank you for always being there with us and for us. Oh, God, our Father, thank you for the great and mighty things that you have done and that you are going to do in our lives. Oh, God, our Father, thank you for each and every provision that you've made to protect us, every rescue you brought us through, every, every protection over us and our families. Oh, God, our Father, thank you for always answering prayers according to your will. God, we confess our sins before you today, and we ask you to forgive us on the basis of your mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. Watch us, Lord. Clean us up and let us be the men and women you created us to be. We cover ourselves and our family, our bloodline, our children's children, our nieces, nephews, our entire bloodline. We ask you, Lord, we cover them with the blood of Jesus Christ. Our prayers today will not go in vain. Our prayers will produce the desired results in the name of Jesus Christ. Every bit, every placenta of uh, ungodliness targeted against our destiny, we ask you, Lord, to destroy it in the name of Jesus. Every cauldron of darkness that is harassing our destiny, interfering with our destiny, we ask it to be broken in the name of Jesus. We decree it to be broken in the name of Jesus. Every chain of darkness around our waist, we ask it to be destroyed in the name of Jesus all types of manipulating demon spirits, manipulating our destiny. We decree and declare that it is loose. There is no hold over our lives in the name of Jesus. The bank of Satan is destroyed. It must release any holdings it have on any of us in the name of Jesus. Every satanic transfer into our destinies through any part of us, we cut them off in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, to cover us from the earth to our bodies in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus will cover our destiny from the waters in the name of Jesus. Every placenta attachment to our place of birth, loose and hold over our lives and any type of hold on our life is to be broken in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord, the power of God to deliver us from any type of placenta bondage in the name of Jesus. Every power using demonic forces against us, we arrest them. We ask you, loose, loose, especially for our foundation, loose it, loose any type of bondage in the name of Jesus. Every covenant that has been put on any of us, we ask it to be broken. We decree it broken in the name of Jesus. Every blessing that we've lost through any type of placenta, witchcraft, or any type of witchcraft, we bind it up and we destroy it in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we ask you to release ourselves. We release ourselves from any inherited bondage and limitations in the name of Jesus. Lord, send your angels to cover us. 
send your acts of fire to the foundation of our lives and destroy every evil plantation. Again, send your acts of fire to the foundation of our lives, to the root, and destroy every evil plantation. We release ourselves from the grips of any problems transferred into our lives from the womb or from any other place in the name of Jesus. We break and loose ourselves from any type of inherited covenant in the name of Jesus. We break and loose ourselves from any inherited evil curse in the name of Jesus. We command all foundational strong men attached to our lives to be paralyzed in the name of Jesus. Let the roots of any type of foundational uh, demons be uprooted from the foundation of our lives in the name of Jesus. We release ourselves from any inherited bondage in the name of Jesus. Lord, we release ourselves from the grip of any problem transferred into our lives from the womb in the name of Jesus. We break and loose ourselves from any type of inherited evil covenant in the name of Jesus. We break and loose ourselves from each and every inherited evil curse in the name of Jesus. God, Heavenly Father, we release ourselves from every inherited illness in the name of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus correct any inherited defect in our foundation, in our body, in the name of Jesus. We break. The blood of Jesus breaks all curses of rejection, all curses from the womb that may be impacting our family tree back to 10 generations on both sides of the family, it is broken in the name of Jesus. We break all types of curses of deformity, infirmity, sickness, targeting, harassment, anything that's in the background that's being used as a family background. We break generational curses on both sides of our family in the name of Jesus. And we command the spirit of death and hell to loose its hold upon our lives in the name of Jesus. We command the spirit of untimely death to go back to the pit of hell it came from. We break every demonic cycle in our lives in the name of Jesus. Every plot of Satan is to be broken, have no bearing on us. Lord, send your angels, send your acts of fire to the foundation of our lives and destroy every evil plantation. Father, let the fire of the Holy Ghost enter into our bloodstream and cleanse our system, cleanse our foundation, cleanse our system in totality in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, break every curse of automatic failure, plotted failure that's trying to work in our lives in the name of Jesus. We revoke every satanic decree issued against our promotion. Every satanic decree issued against our promotions, our good health, good uh, prosperity, it is broken in the name of Jesus. We silence every evil dog barking against our breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. Every agent of disgrace, backwardness, and shame goes back to the pit of hell. 
release us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let every spiritual vulture delegated to target us, let them eat their own flesh in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, transform us from weakness to strength in the name of Jesus. We disgrace evil working against our breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. Lord, let each and every one of us be extraordinary in all the works that you've given us with the using the God-given skills you've given us. Holy Spirit, deposit your wonders in our lives. Show us, Heavenly Father. Show off in us to advance the kingdom of God, to show how great thou art in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, set it up. Set us ablaze with your spirit. Give us the spirit to punch the devil in the eye by advancing your work on this earth, God. Let divine earthquake shake down the foundation of every satanic prison in the name of Jesus. Let divine earthquakes shake down the foundation of every satanic prison in the name of Jesus. We bind every evil spirit withholding good testimonies, withholding good things in our lives in the name of Jesus. Let every satanic river of backwardness, let it dry up, dry up in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, fulfill your purpose in us now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father, create within us a hunger and a thirst for purity and holiness. Holy Spirit, promote divine possibility in our lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to open the windows of heaven. Purge that foundation, Lord. Let the foundation be open for your use, Heavenly Father. God, we ask you to break all ancestral evil holes, anything from the past, any curse placed on our bloodline, we bind it, we break it up in the name of Jesus. Every evil ancestral foundational destruction, we cut it off in the name of Jesus. Every rage and rampage of foundational destruction, we send it back to the pit of hell to be quenched by the liquid fire of God in the name of Jesus. We recover every good thing stolen by foundational breakers, thieves, everything to be recovered, everything that was planted to harm us to be reversed. We declare restoration, restoration, Heavenly Father, recovery for every good thing stolen by evil foundational destroyers and by ancestral evil spirits from our forefathers or in the immediate family, we break it in the name of Jesus. Lord, Heavenly Father, every demon spirit riding on the horse of our destiny, we decree and declare it is to come down now in the name of Jesus that the windows of heaven will be opened. Every family destiny cage be destroyed by the fire of God in Jesus' name. Every foundational destiny 
evil pattern to be destroyed by the fire of God. Every spiritual foundational demon pursuing our destiny, they are to die in Jesus' name. Every job that will not move us forward, we are to change it by the fire of God in Jesus' name. Every scorpion in our foundation, may it die in the name of Jesus. Every serpent in our foundation, let it die in the name of Jesus. Every foundational arrest be arrested in the name of Jesus. Every darkness planted in our foundation, may it be scattered and destroyed in the name of Jesus. Everything that has been stolen and satanically transferred, we declare it restored to us in the name of Jesus. Every foundational confusion be destroyed by the fire of God in the name of Jesus. Every foundational familiar spirit, we bind you and cast you out in the name of Jesus. Every foundational marine power, bow in the name of Jesus. Every problem attached to our family name, to our bloodline, we decree and declare it neutralized in the name of Jesus. Family idols receive the consuming fire of God in the name of Jesus. We release ourselves from every foundational demonic pollution in the name of Jesus. We release ourselves from every demonic pollution emanating from any ancestral backgrounds in the name of Jesus. And we release ourselves from demonic foundational pollution emanating from any past involved in any demonic religion in the name of Jesus. We break and loose ourselves from every type of foundational and idol related association in the name of Jesus. We declare breakthrough, restoration, rejuvenation, growth, spiritual growth in God. At any type of covenant, this targeted individual program, we come against it, that covenant that's in that program to hold people down, to blacklist people, to income lynch people, we put that program in the hands of the Most High God. We put it in the throne, Heavenly Father. We ask you to bind that program up, destroy it, demise it. Don't let another generation of innocent people suffer behind that program. What the devil meant for bad, God, we know that you will use for good. So we decree and declare that that program, this, that targeted individual, this sick demon program, the secrecy curse to keep this program. It's not only a curse uh, from the pit of hell, a demon program, it is a criminal program. We come against the demon spirit of assassinating people under the disguise of radiation weapons, under the disguise of inducing people in the hospitals, under the disguise of inducing illnesses. We bind it, we rebuke it. The blood of Jesus is against you, Lord. Lord, we ask you to guide us Direct us, Lord. You did it for Harriet Tubman. You can do it for us, Lord. Let us be able to hear your voice, where to go, what to do. We ask you, God, to give strength to those that are enduring this. God, we thank you for Wahida. She, her son was in the hospital. You got him out. 
got him out. Many people, God, you've got him out. Some people didn't get out. My mother didn't get out. But I ask you to bless her. Cover her, keep her with you, Lord. And let the demons that did that to her, let them come, Heavenly Father. I plead judgment on their lives according to your will, Lord. But God, I thank you for those that you have covered and brought them out. Well, Hida, we thank you, God. Her mother, has, her son, brought out safely. God, we ask you to send in angels in there to guard your people, to cover them. Direct us, Lord. Let us each do our part to bring exposure to this sick program. In Jesus' name, we ask you for our blessing to, con to, to continue to come to us. And we thank you for the strength and the land of the living to give you the praise, Heavenly Father, to give you the honor. We just thank you, God, for you being God. Thank you, God, for every rescue you brought us through. We thank you, God, for the privilege to know you and the privilege of, of prayer. We thank you, God, that we know that prayer changes things. We thank you, God, that we know in what time things are going to turn around. God, give us the strength to continue to have the faith that's needed to continue to do your work on this earth. God, we give you the praise and the glory. We thank you for this Thanksgiving, God. Uh, it's a, Every day is Thanksgiving, God. We give you thanks every day. And we thank you, God, for the privilege of being able to be with family and friends and praise your name and, and thank you for the help of food and, and the opportunity to get together with families. Lord, bless those who may not have a Thanksgiving, God. Give them a Thanksgiving in their heart. And let there be a church, Heavenly Father, a, 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 a safe place for them to get a good meal. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We ask you, Lord, to bless each and every person on this line. Bless Pastor Ben, God, I decree and declare. We see his church coming soon, Lord. We see great works. We thank you, God, for him giving his time to many people, to pray with people individually and collectively. We thank you, God, for that ministry. We thank you, God, for just to know that it's going to the next level. God, we just ask you to give him the endurance and the uh, perseverance and each and every one of us the endurance and perseverance to wait to that manifest itself. Bless my brother Simrod, Lord. Let his career just soar. Let him take the scriptures, Lord, and put them into the wraps and open up the windows, God of heaven. Let him be a, used as a mighty tool for you, Heavenly Father. God, show him the way, Lord. Guide and direct his steps. Bless my sister Sandy, Heavenly Father. We decree and declare that her daughter will be blessed and highly favored. God, use that daughter. She raised her up in the word of God. God, I know you have something for that daughter, and I know you have something for Sandy, Lord. Bless her, cover her, guide her, direct her steps, Lord. In Jesus' name, bless each and every those who want to be here, may not be here. Bless my sister Ann, who um, that wasn't able to make it. Nancy, uh, Amy, all of the many people, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to just move in their lives. Let there be a collective force for righteousness to reign on this earth, Heavenly Father. Bless uh, Miss uh, Arlene, who wasn't able to make it tonight. God, give her this uh, favor with her endeavor tomorrow. So, God, I give you all the praise, Heavenly Father. I give you all the glory. I thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Amen. Um, I got, let me just see. Amen, amen. Uh, I had a, let's see. Let's see how, let's do a little Genesis. Yeah, you, you said, Simrod, you still reading Genesis? Sinrod? Okay, books of the Old Testament. Excuse me. Uh, um, this is a short quiz. Ten questions, okay. The book of Genesis is the first book in the Bible. It tells us a lot about creation and how the world got to be in a fallen state. That's how suffering got here. It contains the stories of creation, Noah's Ark, and the Tower of Babel. That's up through chapter 11. After that, the whole book is about the first four generations of God's chosen people in and stuff that they did. All right, so, um, let's see. Let's see who's here. Let me see. Okay, 508, that's you, Wahida, right? Yeah. Okay, Simrod, are you still with us? Sandy, are you with us? Uh, yet, or are you still at your friend's house? Sandy? All right, Simrod, what happened? Let me see. I think he lost audio. Uh, Pastor Ben, are you, yeah, pa Pastor Ben, are you still here? Pastor Ben? Pastor Ben? Simrod? You huh? Yeah. You mute them? You mute them or what? No, they're not muted. Mm -mm. Simrod. Maybe uh, they got cut off. Huh? Maybe they get cut off. I don't know. I know. All right. Um, all right. All right. Let's see how much we'll we'll do it together. It's just a short, this is eating, not a hard quiz at all. It's about, but it is more fun when it's a uh, few more people, but. Uh, so only me and you on. No, I got a whole room full, but I don't know. Um, I got four, five, six, seven. Uh, Sandy's, San, Sandy's, I think she's muted. She's here though. Sandy? And maybe, I don't know, did I? No, I didn't mute anybody. Pastor Ben? Yeah, I, I hear mm. my. That's and strange. Simrod? Simrod? Oh, boy. Okay, well, I don't know what's that about. Um, no, I can't find. Let me find what I have. Okay, the Bible quiz. Let's see. All right, these are some of the words, and we'll, we could do these together. It's Abel, Abraham. 
Ararat, Esau, Isaac, Jacob, Japheth, Joseph, Nimrod, and Serpent. Um, these are words that have to go in the sentence, but I want to make sure I have this here. I don't know what is that noise. What is that noise? Yeah, they're kind of messing with the phone, I guess. Okay. 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 Oh, you're echoing. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I hear it too. Let me. I. I don't know. Um, okay, let's see, let me go through these questions. A little quiz on Genesis. Uh, and Simrod said he was studying the first, the, the first book. All right, this creature, this should be easy. Now, these are the words that go in, it's one of these words. Abel, Abraham, Ararat, Esau, Isaac, Jacob, Japheth. Joseph Nimrod or serpent. This creature tempted Eve in the garden. It begins with an S. This creature tempted Eve in the garden. Serpent. Serpent is correct. Excellent. Good. All right. Um, okay. This is um. Losing the page. The serpent is correct. Well, why is no? I'm having so many problems here. Where is this? All right, here it is. All right, he was the first person on Earth to get murdered. Genesis four three eight. He was the first person on Earth to get murdered. In the Bible, the first person that got murdered. And his name began with who? It began with an A. Wait a It be this Genesis. We're in Genesis. Jesus wasn't around in Genesis. Okay, I didn't read. I didn't read it. Oh, okay. You never read Genesis. I read it a long time ago, not lately. And, and I, I right, don't in remember. The, right, the Bible you came up on was it was it the regular the the Bible or you came up on the Quran or the Quran? The Bible. The Bible. Oh, oh, you came up on the Bible. Okay, all right. So, um, right. So, um the first person murdered in genesis the the well the first person murdered according to the bible was abel abel okay that was the brother uh i think that was uh cain's brother and um that was the first murder and that was uh abel okay making this all my pages messing up. All right. Uh, this one's not easy. This mountain range is where Noah's Ark landed. 
let's go to Genesis 8-4. The answer is in Genesis 8-4. This mountain range is where Noah's Ark landed. So I'll read Genesis 8-4. You tell me the answer. Genesis 8-4. This is where Noah's Ark landed. Let's see. Genesis 8 verse 4 says, And on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. So where did the mountain range is where Noah's Ark landed? That would be Ararat. Right? Yeah. Yeah, just read it. All right. Do you have your Bible there? Me? Yeah. No, no. No, okay. All right. He is one of Noah's three sons who survived the great flood. One of Noah's three sons who survived the great flood, and that is Japheth, J-A-P-H-E-T-H. He survived that great flood. All right. This next one is should be easy. Let's see. The next one is. Closing pages. All right. This man, he built the Tower of Babel. The man who built the Tower of Babel is named in this verse. Genesis 10, 9, that's easy. He built the Tower of Babel. That was that big, tall building. They were trying to get a building to reach heaven. And that was uh, uh, Nimrod. Nimrod. All right, the first patriarch of Israel is named here in Genesis 17:5. The first patriarch of Israel. And um, the first patriarch of Israel. Oh, that I should have known. Abraham. He was, um, that's in Genesis, the first patriarch of Israel. Now. Hmm. Let's. So many pages open up here. Abraham, that was. So the next one is this son almost got sacrificed on an altar. This son almost got sacrificed on an altar. Do you know? No. Okay. The son that almost got sacrificed, that was Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Hi, who's that? Arlene, I just made it on. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you I thought you would. I said I leaned on went to bed. Okay, we can <laughs> a quick quiz on um Genesis and um I'm so glad you're here. And um let's see, we just looked at um you remember Genesis? Genesis? I, I yeah, mean, that was 
Mm-hmm. That was from the other night when y'all was that what you were reading on the suffering? Uh yeah. But, well, this is a different quiz. Okay. The twin, the twin who had his father's blessing stolen is named here. You have your Bible, Genesis twenty-seven. The twin who had his father's blessing stolen is named here. Genesis twenty-seven thirty-two to thirty-five. Let me see. Genesis 27, 32 to 35. I'm get up and get my glasses up. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to make it work. It's all right. You said 27. What is it, Miriam? Genesis 27, 32 to 35. 32 and 35. Wait, let me get my glasses, Miriam, because I can't see nothing without it. That, that's okay. Genesis. Okay. 30, I see 32. And I, you want me to read it or? Yeah, read it. Go ahead. So we get the answer together. We're looking for the twin who had his father's blessing stolen is named in this scripture. Genesis 27 verses 32 to 35. Okay. And you're looking for the twin whose brother had his, who had his father's, you want to know his brother's name? The twin who had his, right. The twin who had his father's blessing stolen. Okay. Genesis okay. 27, verses 32 to 35. Okay. And Isaac, his father, said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn, Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken vengeance and brought it me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Ye and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Thy brother came with subtlety and hath taken away thy blessing. So Esau feels that his blessing was taken away from him. The twin who had his father's blessing stolen is now dead. Mm-hmm. He said Esau feels that he was the one. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the twin, um, yes. But what I don't understand is why did, why he, and Isaac trembled very exceedingly because 36 says, and he said, is not he rightly named Jacob? For he that supplanted me these two times, he took away my birthright. And behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, has thou not reserved a blessing for me? Hmm. And Isaac answered, and I just went on Miriam to 37, if you don't mind. And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants, and with corn and wine have I sustained him, and what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing? 
My father blessed me, even me also. O my father, and Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac, his father, answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. And by the sword shall thy live, shalt thou live, and shall serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, it could, I could go on and on, but it looks like, and Esau hated Jacob. So Esau right. was the one who lost the blessing. Mm-hmm. Right. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of the morning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, let me just get, all right. Jacob and Esau were the sons of Isaac and Rebekah and the first twins mentioned in the Bible. Okay. okay. So even before they were born, they were struggling together in the womb of their mother. They were fighting in the oh. womb. Mm-hmm. Striving foreshadowed later conflict, which is in Genesis 25. The twins grew up very different. Jacob was a quiet man staying among the tents and his mother's favorite. Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the open country and his father's favorite. One day Esau returned from hunting and desired some of the lentil stew that Jacob was cooking. Jacob offered to give his brother some stew in exchange for his birthright, the special honor that Esau possessed as the older son, which gave him the right to a double portion of his father's inheritance. Esau put his temporary physical needs over his God-given blessing, and he sold his birthright to Jacob, Genesis 25, 27. When the time came for Isaac to bestow his blessing on his sons, Jacob and his mother contrived to deceive Isaac into blessing Jacob in Esau's place. When Esau found that his blessing had been given to Jacob, he threatened to kill his brother, and Jacob fled, Genesis 27.1. Years later, Jacob and Esau met, and they reconciled, Genesis 33. Both Jacob and Esau were fathers of nations. God changed Jacob's name to Israel, Genesis 32.28, and he became the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. Esau's descendants were the Edomites, Genesis 36. Edom was a nation that plagued Israel in later years and was finally judged by God. Obadiah 1.1. In the New Testament, Esau's choice to sell his birthright is used an example of, as an example of ungodliness, a godless person who will put physical desires over spiritual blessings. By his negative example, Esau teaches us to hold to to hold ass to what is truly important, even if it means denying the appetites of the flesh. Mm. Both Old and New Testaments use the story of Jacob and Esau to illustrate God's calling and election. God chose the younger Jacob to carry on the Abrahamic covenant while Esau was providentially excluded from the Messianic line. Yeah. That's still, you know, that gives them uh, uh, basics. But uh, yeah, 
Miriam, but what was the blessing that he took? That's the only thing I'm not clear about. What was the blessing that Esau had to get, was taken from him? Well, Esau was the oldest son. And back in the day, the oldest son was considered, you know, the blessing. It was, you know, by very nature of being the oldest one. Mm -hmm. And let's see, Jacob offered to give his brother some food. In exchange for his birthright. Okay. Honor that Esau possessed as the oldest son, which gave him the right to a double portion of his father's inheritance. Oh, so okay. the son will get the double portion of the father's inheritance. Mm -hmm. Esau temporary physical over his God-given blessing, and he sold his birthright to Jacob. So it looks like. Esau was like, I want some of that stew. I'll give you the birthright. I'll give you the blessing of being the oldest son, you know, for that stew. Wow. That's that's deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me read it again. The twins grew up very different. Jacob was a quiet man staying among the tents, his mother's favorite. Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, and his father's favorite. One day Esau returned from hunting and desired some of the lentil stew that Jacob was cooking. Jacob offered to give his brother some stew in exchange for his birthright. Now, you know, that's something else. The special honor that Esau possessed as the oldest son, which gave him the right to a double portion of his father's inheritance. Esau put his temporary physical needs over his God-given blessing, and he sold his birthright to Jacob. So basically, Esau was hungry. Jacob was cooking the stew. Mm -hmm. And Esau mm -hmm. was like, look, mm -hmm. you want birthright. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, the lesson there, you know, is to not put your fleshy, desires over your spiritual blessings. Mm -hmm. So when the time came for Isaac to bestow his blessings on his sons, uh, let me just see. Jacob and his mother contrived to deceive Isaac into blessing Jacob in Esau's place. Mm -hmm. When Esau found that his blessing had been given to Jacob, he threatened to kill his brother, and Jacob fled. Okay. Yeah. And both of them became great fathers of great nations. You know, it really, yeah, it, it, it you know, it takes time to really understand. Um, and it's worth it too because there's so many great lessons, there's spiritual lessons in understanding, uh, you know, the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, Genesis, Genesis, you know, I really never knew Genesis, you know, how, how it's broken down, the important mm -hmm. features, you know, Genesis. Uh, the first book of the Bible, we all know that. Do you know who's the the author of Genesis? Uh, the first five books, is it Moses? Correct. Good. Yeah. 
Moses is the author, and it's the also it covers the um, longest time period in the Bible, which is about it covering it covers a time period of four four zero zero four BC to eighteen oh five BC. I don't think any other book covers that long of, uh, of uh, time. It is the first book in the Bible, right? And it covers the longest span of time, which is over two thousand years. Ooh. Now, and the Genesis is known for the creation story, you know, about man and woman being created. Mm -hmm. um, another important story is. <laughs> give me some more important stories in Genesis. Genesis uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight important stories. I only knew about three. Ooh. So creation story, what else? Well, I mean Noah's Ark. Oh, oh, okay, okay. What else? The tall building. What was the tall building where they try to reach heaven? Oh, the Tower of, was it not the Tower of Babel, was it? Yes, that's another story in Genesis. Yes, the Tower of Babel. Uh, another story is Father Abraham's journey. Another story is Isaac is almost sacrificed. Another story is Jacob sees the ladder. Another story is Jacob's name is changed to Israel. And then another story is when they kidnapped Joseph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are the, the great stories. Now, we know the creation, that's when God created man and woman and, you know, the serpent and, you know, then there's Noah's Ark. I'm gonna see if I find a quick, easy Tower of Babel. <laughs> Do you know the Tower of Babel? I remember that God confused the different language. They was trying to speak in uh, different languages or something like that, and God mixed up the languages to because they all were doing striving towards, I guess, their own thing, so to say. I, I'm not clear on that, but I heard that God mixed up the languages. Right. That I do remember that too. The story of the Tower of Babel concludes the biblical form, uh, narrative, Genesis 1:11 whose origin is often explained by assuming a combination of two previously independent sources. Here, our story is generally attributed to the earlier source. No, no. Okay, Tower of Babel. My son is listening to his music. I'm gonna get him. <laughs> Oh, it, it was about the language. The Tower of Babel uh, is, uh, okay, Genesis 11, 1 to 9. Uh, it's meant to explain why the world's people speak different languages. According, according to the story, a united human race in the generations following the great Flood, speaking a single language and migrating westward comes to the land of Shammah. There they agreed to build a city and a tower tall enough to reach heaven. God, observing the city and tower, confounds their speech so that they can no longer understand each other and he scatters them around the world. Now, why did God do that? Do you know? 
I think I'm not too clear. I'm not too clear on it, but maybe it's because he felt that they were not going to obey his commandments and the way he wanted them to live, and they would just man would just do things his own way. So he had to mix up the languages. I, I, I didn't understand it when I heard it. It sounded a little harsh for God to do that, but and it's it's evidently it was a no-no for some reason with the Creator. I think he was upset with them trying to reach heaven. Okay. Let's take mm -hmm. a look. The Tower of Babel Bible story involves the people of Babel attempting to build a tower that will reach to heaven. Mm -hmm. It is one of the saddest and most significant stories in the Bible. It is sad because it reveals the widespread rebellion in the human heart. It is significant because it brings about the reshaping and development of all future cultures. Questions for reflection. Are there any man-made stairways to heaven? You are building in you are building in your life. If so, stop and reflect. Are your purposes noble? Are your goals in line with God's will? If you're building a stairway to heaven. Mm -hmm. Good question. The Bible story of the Tower of Babel unfolds in Genesis 11, 1 through 9. The Tower of Babel story summary, early in the history of humanity, as people repopulated the earth after the flood, a number of people settled in the land of Shinar. Shinar is one of the cities in Babylon founded by King Nimrod, according to Genesis 10, 9. The location of the tower was in ancient Mesopotamia, Tomania on the eastern bank of the Euphrates River. Bible scholars believe that the tower was a type of stepped pyramid called a ziggurat common throughout Babylonia. Up until this point in the Bible, the whole world had one language. Wow. Meaning there was one common speech for all people. The people of the earth had become skilled in construction and decided to build a city with a tower that would reach to heaven. By building the tower, they wanted to make a name for themselves and also prevent the people from being scattered. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. Genesis 11:4. God came to see their city in the tower they were building. He perceived their intentions and in his infinite wisdom, he knew this stairway to heaven would only lead the people away from God. Right, because people would say, I could just go to that building and get to heaven. <laughs> you know, It wasn't going to teach people the lessons in life that they needed. So I could I could see you know God in His infinite wisdom. He wasn't tickled with yo. You it's like trying to take an elevator to heaven. The goal of the people was not to glorify God and lift up His name, but to build a name for themselves. Like mm -hmm. yo, I got an elevator to heaven. I ain't got to do the hard work. I don't have to do you know. So in Genesis nine one. God told humankind, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God wanted people to spread out and fill the whole earth. 
by building the tower, the people were ignoring God's clear instructions. Babel is derived from the root meaning to confuse. God observed what a powerful force the people's unity of purpose created. As a result, he confused their language, causing them to speak many different languages so they would not understand each other. By doing this, God thwarted their plans. He also forced the people of the city to scatter all across the face of the earth. Okay. All right. What did you get from that? Uh-oh. Arlene? Yes. I lost you. I lost you. Arlene? I guess people are getting tired. No, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Yeah, no, Yassine has his music on. He just finished taking a test, so he's unwinding, so I didn't want to just tell him to shut it down. So I, I muted you so that you wouldn't be drowned out, you know? Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. what what do you get? All right. It says what what you so you didn't hear what I just read. But not the last part. I didn't hear that. All right. So basically, God did not. He wasn't tickled with this 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 stairway to heaven, this building to heaven. <laughs> and he wasn't because did you know too that the people were planning to keep all the people you know around the tower, this mm-hmm. the tower of Babylon. And God didn't want that. They said that God wanted people to be fruitful, multiply, and, you know, go all around the earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what he did was he, you know, he messed up their languages so that they could not complete that project. Yeah, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So Babel is derived from the root meaning to confuse. God observed what a powerful force the people's unity of purpose created. As mm-hmm. a result, he confused their language, causing them to speak many different languages so that they would not understand each other. By doing this, God thwarted their plans. He also forced the people of the city to scatter all across the face of the earth. So then there were two purposes for the Tower of Babel. It was not only the, uh, you know, an alleged quick, easy way that, to get to heaven, uh, it was also to keep the people in that one area. And th- those are things God did not want. He wanted people all over the earth, and he didn't want a shortcut to heaven. So what was so wrong with building this tower? The people were coming together to accomplish a notable work of architectural wonder and beauty. Why was that so bad? The tower was about... Huh? No, I, I hear you. I'm... I'm trying to figure out the same thing too yeah i'm reading it now listen listen this is something else here listen the tower was a convenience not obedience yeah Mm -hmm. i told you Mm -hmm. the people were doing what seemed best for themselves and not what god had commanded their building project symbolized the act of humans who try to be equal seeking to be free from reliance on God. The people thought they could reach heaven on their own terms. Wow. (laughs) 
I knew it. I said, I, I said, I, I bet you they did that. That's an elevator. They said, I'm getting it. I ain't got to do all that. The Tower, <laughs> the Tower of Babel store emphasizes the sharp contrast between man's opinion of his own achievements and God's point of view on man's accomplishments. The tower is a grandiose project, the ultimate man-made achievement. It resembles the modern master states human con humans continue to build out today as international space stations. To build the tower, the people use brick instead of stone and tar instead of mortar. They use man-made materials instead of more durable God-made materials. The people will build to themselves to call attention to and achievements instead of giving God glory. God said in 7-6, if as one people speaking to the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. God pointed out that when people are unified in purpose, they can accomplish impossible feats both noble and both noble and ignoble this is why unity in the body of christ is so important in our efforts to accomplish god's purposes on earth by contrast having unity of purpose in worldly matters ultimately can be destructive in god's viewpoint division in worldly matters is sometimes preferred over great feats of idolatry and apostasy for this reason, God at times intervenes with a divisive hand in human affairs. To prevent further arrogance, God confuses and divides people's plans so they don't overstep God's limits on interest. When God speaks in this story, he uses the phrase, let us go, a reference to the Trinity. Some scholars believe that the story marks the point in history where God divided the earth into separate continents. Ooh, I never knew that. Hmm. All right, let me just, uh, let's hear this. This uh -huh. is just two minutes. Let's see what this pastor got to say. Tim Coombs, co-pastor of Trinity Presbyterian Church in Scotia, New York, and a member of the Network of Biblical Storytellers. To learn more about its mission, go to nbsint.org, which means gates of God. But the Jews would play with the word, and we would get the word Babel, which is blah, blah, blah. Um, It is a political satire of the Babylonian peoples. You see, the story begins with the people saying, uh, we need to make sure that we stay one language. And so they decide that the way to assure this is to build a tower to the heavens. Um, and by building this tower, they will make a name for themselves, which we can infer that they are seeking to equate themselves with God. And so as they are building this tower, God is displeased. And rather than destroy the tower, what God does is confuse their languages to basically do what they fear. And the people spread out all over the earth, partially as a 
explanation for why there are all these different people in all these different languages. It's interesting, the Tower of Babel perhaps is a reminder of the Zuccarats that the Babylonians would build these tiered buildings that would reach up to the heavens that the Jews kind of thought were, well, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. God is God and we are who we are. And so the Tower of Babel is a reminder to keep our place before God. Mm. That is the story of the Tower of Babel. Yeah, that is. That was a nice summary. Yeah, that, that was that was, nice. yeah, that was a nice, uh, that was interesting. That, yeah, mm -hmm. that was a nice summary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people were trying to do what they wanted to do again, and God said, no, I got to keep the earth in order, you know? Yeah. And, um, you still with us, Wahida? What do you think? Yeah, I'm still with you. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you, a lot of uh -huh. pain. I'm sure I'm getting a lot of pain and Paul's shot is like crazy. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a sitting in my basement, you know, and they're hitting me and burning my private parts and stuff. Okay. So did you hear anything about the Tower of Babel? Yeah, I hear, but I couldn't comprehend. I, you know, I heard you were reading it. The, the Tower of Babel. I have Babel a problem was... comprehending now. They're like messing a lot in my brain. You know, the hospital they had they went up in my nose to my head, so I don't know what they put in there. Okay, another great story in Genesis is Father Abraham's journey. You know, I didn't know Genesis had so many, uh, you know, I, I like understanding stuff, so I need to. Father Abraham. Do you know what that Marianne. is? Yes, um, Yes. Do you, um, you ever heard of the book of Enoch? Yes. Enoch, Enoch, or whatever, E-N-O-C-H. Yes, it was taken out of the Bible. I'm not sure why. Do you know why, Arlene? No, I don't. I did read it somewhere. Uh, let me see. Let's just put why was. What were you going to say about Enoch, uh, Wahida? I... I... I heard about it, like I saw it on TV. She said this is a, a book that have a lot of stuff, you know, that um, it was taken out from the Bible, but it have a lot of, of, you know, more details, I think. Do you, do you know the reason? I, I'm not sure. Let's take a look. Let, let, this is what I found here. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away, Hebrews 11.5. Hebrews 11.5 gives a little more detail. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commanded as one who pleased God. So if he pleased God, why did they take the book out the Bible? Let's take a look. 
I know, and and he lived to three hundred and some years. I I was reading just now. I couldn't find it back before God took him. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it says in Genesis five twenty one, we are told that Enoch walked with God. Right. So we know that he was with God. So in my and remember that uh, the alleged scholars took it out the Bible. You know. Uh, so I want to know why they did that. Let's see. He said, in my research, I have found the book of Enoch. I've read it over and over and found it to be very moving and very inspiring. It was the very key to bring me back to our Lord and Savior. It is a blueprint of all things, past and present, future, from Genesis to the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, to the secret day of judgment. It is almost the whole Bible in one book. My question is, why isn't this wonderful book in the Bible? Let's see. The book of Enoch is one of the uh, books that was apparently written during the second or first century before Jesus Christ. It should be noted that this book is usually regarded to be the Ethiopic apocalypse of Enoch. There is also a Slavonic apocalypse, which is called the second book of Enoch that was written later in the first century AD. And there's a third book, a Hebrew apocalypse of Enoch, which is believed to have been written in the 15th or 16th century. However, the book that is referred as the book of Enoch is the first book which contains 108 chapters which compromise five sections that are often called books. Why is this wonderful book, why isn't this book in the Bible? The answer is that Jesus and the apostles never called it scripture. It is important to note that a few early church fathers highly valued the book of Enoch, but they never referred to it as scripture. Therefore, we cannot view it as authority since it was not the word of God. For the simple reason that they didn't call it scripture? Well, that's why it's not in there. It wasn't considered scripture. I wonder why wasn't it considered scripture? What's that? sound like a train. <laughs> but I think we better get ready for bed. I'm tired too. It's not so may God, may God, let's close out. God, we thank you, Lord, for the thirst to learn about your word. We thank you, Lord, for giving us a better understanding of the Tower of Babel. God, we thank you that we can learn from these things. Heavenly Father, every time man tried to do his own thing, they fell apart. They tried to get an escalator to heaven. My God. God said no. And so there were two reasons for the, the Tower of Babel that God didn't agree with it. It was because they were trying to find a shortcut to heaven. And two, they were trying to put keep all the people in one place of the earth. 
and God's word said to be fruitful and multiply and go about the earth. So God wanted people to go to different parts of the earth and not just be in one area. And um, that's why he gave them the Babel, made them, uh, they could not communicate with each other. So therefore they couldn't finish the project, the Tower of Babel. And then God's plan came into manifestation, which the people had to disperse themselves. And uh, this is how he created a variety of cultures and languages. Oh, what is that? I don't know what that is. So that's the Tower of Babel. And um, we'll, we'll look at other Bible stories. We'll get them simplified, talk about it. Because uh, I don't like representing something I can't even explain. So I didn't even, you know, Genesis has eight major stories. I want to be able to say what each story is about. And I'm glad we went through that one. So with that being said, God bless you. Let me turn this tape off. Night, night, everybody. God bless. I pray. I, I said a prayer that you have a God's favor for you 